Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The Bigger Picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to The Bigger Picture. We are looking at China, where stock markets and currency have both gained in recent days, raising hopes that the worst might be over for investors after months of disappointment with the pace of the country's recovery from its long COVID-19 lockdown. The benchmark CSI 300 index has gained over 2% over the last month since hitting a four-and-a-half-year low on October 23rd, while the yuan has made similar gains against the US dollar, bringing it back to its mid-July levels. Before the bounce, both had been down about 10% from highs reached in January as China lifted pandemic restrictions. So where does it go from here? Let's check in with Wendy Chen. She is the Senior Investment Analyst for GAM Investments. Good morning, Wendy. Good morning. Thanks very much for having me. Hey, great to have you on. So you look at the Chinese markets very closely. So let's get your help first to describe the investor appetite right now you see in markets these days in China. Yeah, definitely. I think especially when we're talking up to international investors, mostly the U.S. and the Europe, they have been seeing some quite decrease of appetite towards China over the past year. Some of them might give up with the escalated U.S.-China tension. Some of them might give up with the weaker than expected macro data. But recently, we kind of having all star aligned uh, well at the right direction towards the China investment with um, some muted after the Biden Xi meetings on the U.S.-China tension and more, I would say, visible stimulus from the central government side, both on property and on financing. And lastly, of course, as you mentioned, since China are trading so low compared to the past five years, now we actually start to see some rebound both on technical side and on fundamental side. So yeah, I think it is quite a great time to be excited about the China investment opportunity. Yeah, Wendy, you mentioned a rebound. So is the optimism justified? So what's supporting this? Yeah, I think as you mentioned that since the China evaluation are so low and all the investor sentiments are so low, we kind of have the majority of the investors sitting on one side of the boat and the, that side is getting way too crowded. So whenever that happened, as we experienced with the China investment, actually quite a couple of times this year already, that you tend to see start to see some technical rebound. Mm. And if investors find that rebound can be supported both in the price level and on fundamental level, they will keep on adding. So that's I guess, kind of the thing we're seeing right now with the long-awaited smooth tension between U.S. and China as well as the long-awaited stimulus finally to see some lags. Yeah, we've actually heard a lot of reports about more stimulus coming soon, but this is something investors have been waiting for for quite some time. Where yeah. are we right now when it comes to more help for the economy and, of course, what's going to be playing out for investors? Well, the Chinese central government definitely still have a lot of ammunition to pull. So compared to their peers in U.S. and Europe, which has a central government debt to GDP around 80 to 90 percent, Chinese government, even after three-year lockdown, still only have 20 percent central government debt to GDP. Mm. And that is only 50 percent if you count all the kind of like scary local government level. So there are definitely animation to pull, both in physical side and monetary side. So recently, we have seen a quite rare expansion of the central government budget, even in the mid-year. Of course, the one trillion RMB's debt plan from central government to re-leverage. And the most recently, kind of like a reversal of the property sector or the property sector restriction we have seen over the past three years. So yeah. It's definitely still more similar mm. to come because they still have quite a big ammunition and we all hope that it's going to work, obviously. Yeah, so a lot of ammunition. I guess the question is, you know, will they 
pull the trigger and what pace. What type of rollout do you expect for the stimulus measures? How much of a bounce are you expecting next year? Well, next year, uh, we all know that um, this year we have been seeing some benefits uh, through the consumer recovery, even though maybe not as uh, vigorous as others expected. So next year, with base effect, they definitely need more government ammunition to actually keep the GDP growth. Let's see fairly above 4% or towards 5%. So right now, if you take out all the consumption side, higher base factor, we probably need to see the stimulus to contribute, maybe majorly to contribute most of the uh, GDP deflator or one percentage point, and probably, hopefully, even more if we see some weakness on the other parts, such as exports. All right, right. In conversation, Wendy Chen, she's the senior investment analyst for Gum Investments, talking about China. And in China, Wendy, you've got your eye on four Ds. And these are the key challenges facing China, deglobalization, demographic, deflation, and deleverage. So a couple of headwinds. And I think it's worth noting going into next year, you've got the US-China elections also potentially becoming a bit of an issue as well if there is going to be more anti-China rhetoric. So more people moving away from China potentially? Yes. So the 4D is actually kind of like the long-term challenge and it's the most commonly used word when we talk with investors in both Europe and the US. So I think, yes, those are challenges that we already face. But maybe one thing to point out, even with that 4D challenge and kind of like it's more disappointing than growth, China still contributed one-third of the whole global growth this year. And that's after two-thirds of the entire Asia combined. So I think when we're talking about China growth or disappointment, maybe actually we see gradually investors will change their mindset because at the end of the day, you cannot expect a country the size of China to continue to 8%, 9% mm. in the coming years. It's going to be moderate towards 5% and maybe towards 2, 3 to 4% over the longer run. So it's a lot more of a large number. And uh, maybe after this year, we will see investor sentiment or expectation to be more realistic or pragmatic. All right, Wendy, let's switch gears to opportunities. And you've got a couple of um, things on your radar. Now, where does property fit in the equation and what are you looking at? Yeah, property is still going to be a major drag, unfortunately, because we see that even though quite recently Chinese government start to re-leverage and start to kind of urging banks to take on some of the debt pressure from the property sector, but the sentiment on house purchasing and house buying probably going to stay muted for a while. So when we're talking about opportunity, we're not really listing property there. Mm-hmm. It's more about first, of course, advanced manufacturing, as China current or the say or the past three decades have been focusing on rather relatively more low-end and kind of like a small part of the whole supply chain value added. And secondly, of course, is the energy transition, which nowadays China contributes to, let's say, 70% of all the product is needed for a global energy transition. So we definitely see EV, solar panel, etc. is going to see still continuous growth over the next year. And lastly, opportunity lies with the self-sufficiency, both in terms of technology and in terms of consumption. So those are the areas that we will be focusing on investment on. Now, as you might say, every new cycle has new winners. The old table can't win new games. We've got to look at new things like the EV sector. Yeah, exactly. All right. We've been chatting Wendy Chen. She is the Senior Investment Analyst for Gum Investments. Wendy, it's been great chatting with you and have a great weekend in advance. Thank you. Thank you, Wendy. All right. Stay with Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. 
To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.